Gumbo Nation, what up, what up, what up everyone, welcome to episode 174 of Combo's Court, and I am Combo, let me know how you feel about the show by dropping a comment right on your Apple Podcast at rate and review wherever you listen to Combo's Court, and punch down on that subscribe button if you haven't already, today's show, senior editor, writer for Clutch Points, and credentialed Lakers beat writer, Ryan Ward joins in. You could find Ryan on Twitter and Instagram at Ryan Ward LA. That's R-Y-A-N-W-A-R-D-L-A. You know you could find me on Instagram at 1-2-Combo. That's O-N-E-T-W-O-C-O-M-B-O. Intro music by Luca Beats. Let's get into it. Senior editor and writer for Clutch Boys. Welcome to Combos Corps, man. How you feeling? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well, man. I appreciate the support on Instagram, man. I really do. Oh, no problem, man. Ryan, you're UK born. Um, are they playing basketball out there or what? Uh, I don't really know. <laughs> it's all about soccer out there or football, as they, as they call it. So basketball, I think basketball is just on the come up, you know. Um, got a lot of diehards out there. It's just hard for them to watch basketball from here because of the time difference so right um but i i came over here and i fell in love with it fell in love with it right right ryan you know i gotta ask you something who makes the flyers for clutch points man probably the best flyers in the game you mean like the graphics for instance yeah they're amazing oh we got a whole team of guys um and i need to hire them i need to hire them man (laughs) (laughs) yeah they're pretty pretty damn good it's been a process but uh over about I don't know how long we've been doing it now. Maybe two years. Two years. It's just gotten better and better and better. So, yeah, they're they're pretty damn good. Yeah, when you make flyers like that, they get shared more. It's just it's great stuff. Oh, it's yeah. great stuff. Adam Silver uh, says, not verbatim, but he basically said uh, enhanced audio, uh, new camera angles. So it feels like we're gonna go on with this thing. Um, but is there any thoughts on your side that the restart is falling apart? Oh, no. No, I thought maybe in this, this past week, like uh, with the rise in uh, positive tests around the country, especially in Florida. But uh, it seems like they're just determined. They're like, you know what, hey, let's do this. If it falls apart, fine, we'll, we'll stop it. But if not, um, it doesn't matter. We're going to go full steam ahead. Uh, and it sounds like all the other leagues are kind of following in suit. I mean, the premiership in, uh, in England is, is already, you know, in full swing. My Liverpool just won the league. Is there fans? No, but uh, okay. you can't you can't really stop English fans from from being outside the stadium, no matter what. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I know it got crazy in Liverpool yesterday. I wish I was in a pub yesterday because uh, I would have been probably too hungover to be on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> sure, for sure. All right, Ryan. Uh, Avery Bradley will not play. Um, what has been the reaction from the front office, the fans? And the players, I think, is justifiable. What has been the vibe? What has been the thoughts? It's all mixed, you know. I mean, uh, to be honest with you, 
the Lakers have really kind of kept us at arm's length. They haven't not really reached out to a lot of us, just kind of the top guys, you know, the guys you would expect. Um, so we don't know much of what's going on. I mean, we get press releases, press releases here and there, and they tell us a little bit about this or that. But, I mean, they've been really mum on everything. Even Avery Bradley, we still haven't gotten, like, an official press release saying he's not going. Uh, and usually what happens is, the, you know, the big boys like Woj, Shams or like Chris Haynes, they'll they'll drop the news, and then there's all of us Lakers beat writers like waiting, like okay, where's the goddamn press release? We need this so we can push it out too. Um, but it hasn't been that way. It's been really weird. I mean, I've been covering the team since 2011, and uh, I've never seen anything like this in terms of kind of a disconnect between the media and the and the team. Um, so I don't like it, and. Uh, but going back to your point with, with Bradley, uh, I kind of think you're getting a lot of mixed feelings about it. I think it's kind of the same way with just the coronavirus in general. You know, people don't know what to believe. People are scared. People are uh, skeptical. Um, and I think when Bradley came out and said that, it was like, oh, shit. you know, nobody really thought he was going to back. I didn't think so. I thought he was more of like a, a cautionary thing and he was just going to ultimately just play just like everybody else. But uh I, I was totally taken by surprise. And then we had Danny Green on our podcast earlier this week, and we talked to him about it. And uh, he said that uh, they had talked a lot, but Brad, Bradley kind of keeps to himself. And you could tell because he, he's not on any social media, right? So he's, just, he's kind of a quiet dude. So I, I think they, they were a little bit surprised by it too. But like you said, it's justifiable. I mean, everybody's got their reasons. And when, when you know, safety and – and then his main reason was his kids. You know, I think one of his kids has kind of a condition right. that, that he didn't want to risk that. I mean, and I can totally sympathize with that because my mom is, has cancer right now and she's, she's battling. Sorry it. about that. Uh, yeah. Thanks. But, and, and so I got to be concerned and I've been going back, I'm in Colorado right now and I've been going back and forth between LA and Colorado and LA is just like a melting pot for it, you know? Right. So I've, I've had to be careful. I actually got a test today in Colorado, just, just to make sure that, you know, everything's cool. And we've been distanced. I'm like in their, their guest house over here and I'm just kind of over here helping out while this is all going on. Cause I obviously can't go to games, can't go to practice, can't go to the office. So I'm stuck in an apartment anyway. But uh, I think the real question now is going to be whether or not Dwight doesn't show up too. And uh, we've, we've heard nothing about that. I think there was like some footage about with him, wasn't tw- wasn't twenty second the date? Wasn't it twenty the twenty second that we had? They, to- they, ex- they extended it. They extended oh, okay. it to uh, July first, I believe. Okay. So, and Danny Green touched on that too. He said that yeah, they gave us a little bit more time. Um, so it's going to be interesting. And then what all the results came out today was it sixteen players of the three hundred plus tested positive, which I don't think is that bad to be honest. I mean, right. if it was fifty, <laughs> then you'd start tripping but um 16 is kind of manageable so uh we'll see man we'll see it's gonna get interesting every, every week is gonna get is gonna be interesting i think from here on out for sure and it seems like the cases in florida is spiking i don't know at what rate have you been paying close attention to that i saw something today it said like nine thousand cases uh okay. just today and that's like a, a record or a high for them or something but like i said you, you just you don't know what to believe, right? You can see right. that on one web, one website. The next website says like forty five. You're like, well, how did that happen? <laughs> so I just you just don't know. That's 
that's the scariest part, in my opinion. You just don't know. You don't know about any of it. Yeah, doesn't it seem like everything we've ever learned could be like, who knows? You know, <laughs> like ever? <laughs> that's what it feels like sometimes, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, I think in this kind of, this age, you know, um, I don't know how old, how old you are, but I, I mean, I, when I was in high school, all we had was pagers and I just like just transitioning into cell phones. So now you got the, the digital age and cell phones and internet. I mean, it's all like so much information going back and forth. It's just, it's just a whole nother world. You right. Know, it's, it's, it's whole, it's hard to keep up. It's hard to know what's true, what's not. And it's more confusing than anything. For sure, for sure. Definitely confusing. I don't know what's going on. You hear all kinds of information from all different angles. I read your article today. Obviously, everybody is hearing JR when it comes to who the Lakers are going to sign, but you feel there's some better options out there. Can you elaborate on that? Yeah, I mean, JR Smith sounds like he's, it's almost like as if he's signed already. You know, right. I mean, don't quote me on that because I don't know for sure, but all signs are leading up to, I mean, I think they worked him out um, before they signed was Dion Waiters. Uh, so see, he he's always been kind of like right there, and he's close friends with LeBron and right. Got, got the whole clutch clutch sports thing. So um, that's probably inevitable. But I I just thought I thought back then that Darren Collison was the perfect guy for, for sure. For he sure. just he checked off so many boxes. Uh, you can depend on him on both ends of the court. And J.R. Smith's kind of a wild card, you know, like. And he's talented. I mean, there's no doubt about it. And and who knows even how much this person that they, they sign is actually going to play. But I think from like an ex- experience standpoint, a guy who can handle the ball, he can play defense, he can shoot. Um, you got to go with Darren Collison. But then again, I mean, he turned the Lakers and the Clippers down. So you have no idea uh, if he's even, if he even cares, you know, he might, he right. might be taking care of his family and doing whatever's going on with him. Um, so that, that, that could come into play too. But I just thought my first thought was call Darren Collison. Cause I remember the night um, I saw him at Staples. Uh, it was all of us in the back doing our, our routine, getting ready for the game. Right. And I walked by and I see Kurt Rambis, I think it was Jeannie Buss talking to him directly, like right by where we walk out to go, you know, to our seat. And I'm like, Oh, it's happening. It's happening. I mean, why would he come out in such a public, you know, way? And then he goes and he sits next to Jeannie Buss for like half the game. I'm like, I would say 80% of the writers had an article ready to go (laughs) that he was going to sign with the team. And it was just a done deal. I mean, we were all just waiting for it. So when he, when he said that he was just going to stay retired, we were all shocked. We're like, oh, shit. no one saw that coming. No one. So he had, you know, an, enough of a desire to do this. So I, I, I would think that's still lingering. And think about it, he comes back for three months and wins a title, you know, if he yeah. can pull it off. He would get a payday wherever he goes next. Well, that too, if he yeah. wanted to do that. I mean, yeah. he t- I think he turned down deals that were like uh, 10 mil a year uh, this last summer or last year, I guess. Right. Um, so that's, I mean, that was shocking in itself. But, yeah, I thought Collison over Smith. Collison is the more reliable player. But as you stated, we know JR's in the gym every day. We don't that's really true. know what, we don't, we don't really know what Darren's doing, you know? <laughs> that's true. 
Very true. Yeah. Yeah. And he's got, I mean, uh, as you can see throughout LeBron's career, I mean, whoever he favors usually gets on the squad one way or another. Right. Right. Just just the way it goes. I mean, (laughs) it's no surprise. Anthony Davis is clutch sports and he's on the team, you know? Yeah. I'm sure that'll be a trend in LA as long as he's here. I mean, I even saw something about what Trey Young signing with clutch points or he's going to, or did I say clutch points? Clutch points. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he will sign with clutch points. Oh, that'd be nice. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, and then people, you know, talking, oh, well, you know, maybe down the road he comes here. And I mean, who, who wants to play in Atlanta <laughs> for, for as good as he is? I mean, that guy's, that guy's a stud. I mean, he Can he play off the ball with LeBron, though? That's what I want to know. Can oh, he? who knows? I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I think one thing about LeBron you've learned is that guy can adjust to anything. Yeah, know? definitely. Even though he's an incredible passer. I mean, we saw that this year too. For sure, for sure. Him and Anthony Davis is just a great fit. It's just an yeah. amazing fit. I just can't sure. believe how quick it came together. Yeah, for sure. Uh, DeMarcus is not going to play. Do you think it was in his best interest to play and maybe show himself to – all the NBA front offices and then get a better deal for next year. Now it's kind of more of an unknown if he doesn't play and it's more months away from basketball. What are your thoughts on that? And do you well, think he could, you think he could help a team at this point? This initially, initially the, the, the report came out saying that he wasn't going to play. And then like 15 minutes later, I think so Tanya, uh, Tanya Ganguly came out saying, Oh, he's still undecided. His, his agent says there's still a possibility. So maybe he's just weighing the pros and cons. But I think what it all comes down to for him is, uh, is he in shape? How does his body feel? And is he scared that he's going to get injured again? You know? Because, I mean, he did the same thing at Golden State. And then what did he have? He had some kind of a funky injury, right, where he ran off after a loose ball. Yeah. I want to say it wasn't a hamstring. It was, it was something else. But it was, like, awkward. But that's probably in the back of his mind. But then again – you know, him being away for so long, like our team's real. I mean, he had, he struggled to sign with the Lakers in the first place. So I don't know. I mean, I would say, come on, dude. I mean, especially if Dwight backs out, then maybe Boogie should be like, yeah, okay, I'm in. So wait, you would think it would be the Lakers back to the Lakers. Oh yeah. Because um, when he was waived uh, initially, there was a lot of talk about um, this was just, basically knowing that he couldn't play in the playoffs. So why are we keeping him on uh, even though we like him? I mean, but you he, know when any, when any player gets waived, they take it personal, no matter what the reason. Yeah, I but it, you know what's really weird too, though, is he, uh, he got waived right before a game, right? Uh, and then we showed up to the game, and he's there shooting around hours after the news came out. I'm talking four or five hours after the news came out, shooting around with a smile on his face. And it really? was like, yeah. So it was not like he was pissed at all. I think it was just kind of a – maybe it was a deadline thing. Like the team said, okay, if you're not good by this time, we're going to have to waive you, right? And they just – you know, it was just a kind of common ground. I said, and then we'll seriously consider resigning you next season or something like that. Um, and he was just good with it. So I think – because all I've heard is all of the teammates love him. The coaching staff loves him. And I've never heard – so much universal kind of love for him, right? He's always got some kind of rift or, you know, everybody's afraid he's going to explode. <clears throat> so I, I think he'll come back with the Lakers. I don't think he's going to sign anywhere else. I'd be shocked if he signed somewhere else. 
Yeah, even if he does explode, I mean, you could still win championships with a guy who's exploding. We see Draymond. I mean, oh yeah, you, you know, yeah. it's like, and LeBron could figure everything out. Like, but I think this team has so much kind of harmony. I've never, in all really? the years that that I've covered the Lakers, I've never seen a team so kind of just in tune with one another. I mean, there was no, there was never, uh, like when I said to Danny Green the other day, I was like, you know what? <laughs> all the time I've covered the team. I have never seen it where the coach doesn't get some at some point for something. Right, Frank, right. Frank, Frank Vogel has been spotless. And that's, that's incredible. He, he gets no credit as well. <laughs> yeah. But I think, I think that's the, that's, that means he's doing a good job, right? Right, right. Like if you, if you don't hear the coach's name mentioned in anything, that means he is doing a great job. Right. right. And then there's guys like, you know, Phil Jackson or Greg Popovich who just can't avoid it. Right. Cause they're just, such big names they're they're so big to where they're basically a player a star player right right frank, frank vogel's not that guy and frank vogel is way shorter than i anticipated him being oh really oh yeah he's shorter than me i think and i'm oh. six, six one so yeah i was looking looking down on a coach for the first time ever in a, in a scrum so it's kind of weird right you mentioned your conversation with danny and i even said this before the season which seems so long ago man so long ago. No kidding. Yeah. I always said that Danny Green is the X factor. Uh, if he knocks down threes, man, I don't see the Lakers losing. I had the Lakers winning it all before the season, and it's even more so that way with Avery gone. You know, everybody's going to have to pick it up a little bit. Yeah, for sure. I think a lot is going to be uh, uh, away on Alex Caruso, too. To right. I'm, I'm sure he's going to get more minutes because he plays exceptionally well alongside LeBron. They just seem 100%. to have – a great chemistry. So I'm sure Frank Vogel and, and his staff is thinking that like, Hey, if we get Caruso on the floor more, I mean, that ups LeBron, that ups him, uh, ups the whole team. And he's a good defender. He doesn't get enough credit for how good he is on, on defense. So uh, he's not, he's not Avery Bradley, but I don't think anybody on the team is Avery Bradley, you know, on the defensive end, but uh, yeah. Caruso, would you say, would you say offensively he's better than Avery? Uh, that's, that's tough. Uh, he's, Probably he's better. I think Avery's a better sh- three-point shooter. Okay. But I think uh, Caruso can create a shot better than than Avery. Can. And he's a better passer, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Avery's kind of, kind of. I don't want to say one-dimensional offensively, but he either drives to the hole or he shoots from outside. That's about it. And he's not really an elite pick-and-roll player or no. anything. Yeah. Not really. He's just kind of a gritty defender i mean for I sure think that's- great o- always been a great defender always ryan what are the chances Pau gasol is coming back to la man <laughs> uh do you saw it that i interviewed him what is that like a month now yes sir, yes, sir. And, and and he said that um when he said that he was kind of like yeah yeah i'd love the idea but he just doesn't think it's gonna happen so it, it might be more of like uh he's waiting for a phone call and it's on the team to do it Right. That's kind of the sense I got from him. Um, he definitely didn't seem like he would rule it out. And I think, I mean, picture the scenario, Dwight drops out, uh, Boogie doesn't come back and Powell's just sitting there. Right. I mean, I don't know how much you can really get out of Powell right now, but you can't, um, the value of a guy who's been there in the trenches, right. Especially in LA and every Laker fan loves him. I mean, he's one of the few guys that willingly left and didn't get vilified, you know, like immediately. He's, you know, he's kept that kind of uh, everybody loves him uh, feeling. 
ever since he left because right. nobody blamed him for leaving, right? Nobody blamed him all, at all. But uh, I, I'd, be, I'd be surprised if he came back, but uh, I, I just don't know if it's going to happen. I think they might think he's too much of an injury liability, you know, and especially with – but then again, the, team, the, the roster expands to 17, so that's – be interesting. Interesting. So you think Paul Gasol could even play in the, in the bubble? That's what you're telling me? Yeah, I mean, he, he'd just be a guy probably sitting on the bench. You know, right. Time. But uh, I think that kind of veteran experience and the fact that everybody probably respects him, uh, that's, that's got to have some value. For sure, for sure. What have you heard about media availability when it comes to the bubble? Like, who's going to be there? I've heard about a tier system. Wow, okay. Uh, a uh, three-tier system, like uh, top tier is who you would think it would be, Woj, Shams, you know, Chris Haynes, those kind of guys. And then I think second tier would be more uh, the higher level level beat guys. <laughs> and, then, and then my ass would probably be in the third tier. <laughs> so you'll be there. You'll be there, Ryan. Oh, no, man. I can't. Uh... I can't afford to go there and be there for three months or whatever the hell it's going to be. And And – I don't clutch, just, clutch points can't put put the money up for you, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, say, uh, yeah, I, I don't. I think you have to be <laughs> either pretty wealthy or have a website that leans on you like a like a Chris Haynes Woj type for it right. to make sense. Because um, that's a long time to be in a place that's a tourist place. So I'm sure the prices of hotels are just insane. Um, but I, I, you know, I honestly don't know what the appeal is outside of the top tier guys going to cover it because I've heard that the top tier guys are going to have all the access and stuff because they're going to be in the bubble. And then the second tier guys are not technically in the bubble. So I don't even know if they can be at the stadium, but they're around. It's like, what the hell is the point of being around? So what they're going to be in their hotel room? I don't know. It's, it's so unclear that I, I really couldn't give you a straight answer. Um, I just, I just don't know. I mean, I, I wish I knew more. I mean, I have heard that there's going to, there could be something happen on July 1st that we're, in terms of us learning a lot more about what's going to happen from a media perspective. But even that, I mean, it's, was it June 26th today? I still haven't gotten anything, you know, no press release, no information. So I think, I think there's just so many moving parts that it's something that the NBA has never had to deal with. So the communication is kind of really screwed up right now. <laughs> right. They don't know who to contact. They're probably way behind on everything they're trying to do. Um, and they're trying to hustle to get it started. So I'm hoping by the end of next week, I know how I'm going to be able to cover this and stuff. I mean, I, I, I've talked about it before. Like I think they should just do zoom calls, right? Like say just like you would do a press conference after the game, you go on a zoom call with all the reporters and you get two players or you get three or, or how they better mute. They better mute a lot of people because people are just going to be shouting. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it might be that tier thing that comes into play, right? So the the first tier people will be the, will all be muted, but the first tier and then the second tier, it'll, you know, the same thing will go all the way to the third, but, like I said, I, I don't know. <laughs> so I just hope there's something because I'm going to be pissed if there's not. I'm going to be pissed. I've been waiting forever just to you know, be able to report something and, and write 
you know, about something that's happened rather than, you know, editorials or um, speculating or my opinion on who they should add, you know? Right. That stuff bores the hell out of me. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Ryan, you know, I'm heavy on IG, you know, I, I post pretty often and I see you just posted something, man. Um, this first game is going to be Lakers Clippers. Is that, yeah. what's, is that what's happening? Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's cool. It's just like, How's the basketball going to look? That's what I would have done. Probably <laughs> awful. <laughs> Probably pretty bad, man. Uh, that's, I think that's the big thing, too. I think everybody's just so desperate for basketball that we just don't care. I mean, I don't care. I just want right. to watch some competition. Um, I'm sure, you know, after two, three weeks, it's going to start to look, resemble what, what we were used to. It's just a shame that, like, the Lakers were really hitting the stride before this stopped. Oh, 100%. Um, they lost to, to the Nets the last game, but I think it was kind of kind of fluky. And then there was a the whole uh, – we learned later on that, you know, coronavirus is in the Nets locker room. Right. I was so thankful I didn't go to the Nets locker room because there was nobody uh, worth interviewing at the time, right? It was basically, you know, since Kyrie and, and, and Kevin Durant were out. Did, do you feel like coronavirus, it seemed a lot – I don't want to say worse, but we – now it's like, well, when we heard KD got it, it was like big news. Now that we heard Jokic got it, it's like, all right, he'll get better, and then we'll get back to him well, I think, the bubble. You know, we know a little yeah, bit more now. Yeah, well, I think back then, uh, I still remember the day it all went to uh, – I think it was the day after that game or one or two game, or days after or something like that. I was in the Clutch Points office with you guys, and and we were getting ready for the, the, the games that night, to cover the games that night. and uh. All of a sudden, uh, what happened? Was I, I can't remember if it was Tom Hanks that tested positive all of a sudden. Right, right, yep. And I think that was before the game. And then all that stuff happened where the, day, the game was being delayed, and we're like, what the hell is going on? It didn't make any sense, right? And then, you know, the people come rushing on the floor saying, stop it, stop it. And then we learned Rudy Gobert tested positive. But I think at that time, people were viewing it as a death sentence. Right? Right. Or like something way severe. That, well, unfortunately, it is for some people. But yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you learn later on, like, like I said with my mom, I mean, her immune system's shot. So she right. can't really get anything and, uh, to, to jeopardize her health. But this, I mean, this takes people out, you know, after, you know, over 65 or they have pre existing, existing conditions. But right. with players like, you know, Gobert, Durant, that are in great shape, you know, than, than 90% of the, of the world or more, right. uh, they just seem to bounce back fast. Um, I mean, it's, it's usually like, what, a week, two weeks? Yeah, so that's like, what it seems like. Like the regular flu or like, like in, you know, any kind of illness that goes around every year. So. Instagram, Instagram is so funny. It was like saying that Rudy Gobert's symptoms are worsening. And it was like he like just couldn't taste for a day or something. You know, it's like Instagram is a crazy place, man. Well, everything gets so sensationalized nowadays, right? Like I, like I said before, you just don't know what the hell to believe. So it's like you have to, like, see that stuff, take a step back, wait a day or two, and then you're going to hear the details. Or, I mean, it's like that way with sports, too, like trade rumors and supposed rifts in locker rooms. And right. the coach like this guy, does a player like the coach. It's all bullshit most of the time, right? Yeah, it's all, it's, it's all bullshit. But it's a very serious disease, and, and like it's hard to just gauge everything. You know, it's so crazy, man. Yeah, it's just so crazy. The uncertainty is the scariest part, man. I mean, I'm sure this is gonna get 
wild if somebody tests positive inside the bubble. Well, that's going to happen, right, Ryan? I mean, I don't want it to happen. I hope it doesn't happen, and hopefully it won't happen, but there's a good chance of it. I think if it's a big-name guy, like if you see Giannis or LeBron get it, I mean, it's going to hit the fan. It's going to be like like immediate lockdown. The NBA is going to – right? But if it's, you know, a role player or somebody – that just signed just for this, you know, run. I don't think anybody's going to trip that that hard, but it's good. It's, I mean, every day is going to be a roller coaster. every day. And I, after getting the test today, I was like the first thought in my mind driving away with, did you get the deep, uh, the, the, yeah, the where that really bothers you? The one stick that... a thing all the way up your nose. Or it's oh like tickling God. your brain. Oh yeah. Oh my God. And I, as I'm driving away, cause it was, you know, quick, like one of those drive through things you drive through, you talk to the guy, and he's all like, you know, hazmatted up. And then he shows me the thing he's going to stick in my nose. And I'm like, you're kidding, right? Like, I knew it was like a long Q-tip, but it's like, I was just describing it to my dad. I was like, it's like, a, you know those coffee stirs that are like straws? Yep. It's like that, but like another half on top of that. <laughs> and they tell you to, to like lean back. And uh, then they put it up your nostril and they tell you to close your eyes. Oh, we just dig in your brain. Just lean back. Yeah, they just keep going and going. And you're just like, you know, like as a normal human being, you're like, okay, that's that's good. That's good. And it just keeps going. And then it's done. And it's over. But then I was thinking, these guys have to do this like every two or three days. I'm like, that's going to suck. It's like, it's a pity they couldn't do like a swab on the side of your mouth or something. Unbelievable, something, man. Something easier. And, even though it's fast. It's just, it's just uncomfortable and weird what's going on ryan what's going on man but ryan if i would have told you 10 years ago that vince carter was gonna announce his retirement on a podcast what would you say and his own podcast and well, by the way he, by the way everybody listening there was podcast 10 years ago even though <laughs> but i still would have said what the hell's a podcast <laughs> right uh, i would have said no way man i i honestly uh growing up vince carter was like one of the main stars right right and I remember me and my buddy, because we were huge Jordan fans. Like, that's, that's why we got in the game. That's why we started playing in the first place, because Jordan was just God back then, you know? And so once Jordan retired, we are like, okay, who's the next guy? Who's the, who's the next guy who shows, you know, any kind of bit of Jordan, same mentality or anything like that? And I think we were arguing Kobe, Vince Carter, and T-Mac. And I think there was somebody else, too. But I T Max's peak was it was crazy. His peak? Oh yeah. I mean that guy stayed healthy, who knows, right? Yeah, right, right. Um, but I was convinced it was Vince Carter. I was like, Oh yeah, it's gonna be Vince Carter. And my buddy's like, No, nah, it's Kobe. It's Kobe. And I didn't like Kobe at the time. I thought he was an arrogant little punk <laughs> who who was just trying to pretend to be like Jordan. because um, he was seventeen, you know, he was super flashy and I just didn't like that kind of stuff. But then he won me over eventually. Uh, but I, yeah, I was convinced that Vince Carter was going to do that. But then watching his career go by and you know how these super athletic guys usually don't last that long. Injuries just start piling up. They, 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 they depend so much on their athleticism that they never kind of hone any other part of their game, shooting, passing, defense, whatever. I thought that's where Vince Carter was going to go. I was convinced he would last 10 years and that was it. Kind of like T-Mac, you know, I thought that, I mean, even though T-Mac was more talented, uh, I thought it would be kind of in the same boat, but damn, I was wrong. 20, 22 years, 22 seasons, right? Yeah. 
I, I think it would have been cool to see him in the dunk contest this year with Dwight. That would have been interesting, man. I, I, wonder mean, what I, he, I wonder what he could still do out there. I mean, we see a little bit on the layup line and, you know. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, that guy could even just do retro, right? He could just do 2,000 all over again, and he'd probably still win. Just because it's – the way he dunks is – it's so unique, and it's so uh, – it's like that's, that's what he was meant to do, right? He's one of those guys that just looks like that looks perfect, right? That, right. There's no flaws in that. It doesn't look weird. doesn't look, you know, exaggerated or anything. It just looks so seamless. And you don't see that with dunkers, you know? I mean, even Kobe was, Kobe was a little, you know, a little weird in the air, um, even though he was a great dunker. But Vince just – I mean, I think you you got to put him up there. He's probably number one, but you go Vince, Jordan, Dominique. Right? Dr. I J think. might be fourth, right? Dr. J, yeah. yeah. Those guys are all – they're all unique in their own way, but Vince just kind of had a – yeah, was, he had a I mean, different gear in the air. Like, oh yeah, yeah. and it, he was a great in-game dunker too. Oh yeah, it wasn't just a dunk contest. It was, I mean, he has the greatest dunk in basketball history. I would say <laughs> dunking over the guy in the Olympics. Yeah, Frederick Weiss, man, come on, he was a New York Nick. Got to remember, Ryan. Oh, man. <laughs> was he seven? Was he seven? I, I don't want to say seven. It wasn't seven six. Wasn't no way. No, no, no. He was like seven two. But man, okay. I feel like I feel like his career was over after that. <laughs> well, that's that's the only thing he's ever going to be remembered for. I know he was with the Knicks at that time. I think, man. <laughs> I got to figure. I got to look up and see what his career was like. I hope I'm not uh, understating it. Who knows, man? Who knows what he was doing out there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was ridiculous. I mean, even KG. I remember KG's reaction afterwards. <laughs> just look up oh my there. yeah that was yeah. funny yeah. he was so hyped didn't he almost accidentally hit him he hit he, he almost like, hit somebody i don't know if it was frederick weiss or vince i don't <laughs> <Yeah>. remember <laughs> oh man ryan man great stuff you're always welcome back on the show uh let us know where we can find you on social media and everywhere else well i got the same uh username for all the platforms it's uh uh ryan ward la so R-Y-A-N-W-A-R-D-L-A. And I'm on Instagram, Twitter, um, YouTube, which I haven't been able to put anything up because I haven't been in games. But, uh, yeah, that's what you What do you say you, mo- you spend most of your time on, Twitter? Uh, I Honestly, I hate Twitter. I hate it. Really? I feel, like, cool, I feel like for writers and podcasters, it's the most important platform, but I just spend so much more time on Instagram. Yeah, me too. I, I like Instagram better too. Because I think um, Twitter gets too much into opinions and there's always some coming out of nowhere trying to bash you for this or that. Or It's like when I write an editorial or opinion piece or something, it's a, I'll get high praise. Like, oh yeah, man, that was great. Great take, great article. And the next one, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. Well, you're a moron or something. Like, it's like, you know, shut up. I don't mean to... I don't <laughs> I mean, this, this generation is full, full of guys who were just never committed anybody face-to-face. So they that's, just, they yeah, just do it on social media. And I'm so wired the other way. I'd rather like, hey, come over. Let's have a discussion. See how you know, bold you are then. But, right, right. Like, I just respect people that put in real research and real work into what they do regarding yeah. if they're right or wrong. So if you just go on Twitter and you don't really put any work in and you're just – telling everybody how bad their takes are but you don't have anything to say yourself with of substance 
Like, if you put no work in, like, yeah. what are we doing that's, here, you know? That's 80% of Twitter, man. That's <laughs> 80. 20% is, like, reporting, uh, news, people just trying to inform everybody. And the other 80% is just people trying to drag you down. Just people that are just nasty people. <laughs> I mean, so there's a lot of So you're saying Instagram, Instagram is a happier place, would you say? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because you... The comments aren't right in your face, and it's all kind of visual. I think it's I think it's a cooler platform. It's another thing that I didn't think was going to work. I mean, really, what people just put up a bunch of pictures and I love it. It's simple, right? It's uh, right. It's a great interface because Facebook. It's like there's 50 different things going on on Facebook. That's right? true. And then yeah. something malfunctions, and all of a sudden the page doesn't work, and you're refreshing. And I've noticed now that the only people on Facebook that I know are grandmas. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're all they're all my older family that have only just figured it out and then they're all just they're all happy because they figured out how to like something you know right right so does that mean that's what's next for instagram like 10 years from now it's going to be maybe yeah. i mean i i think it's all about speed right speed and uh, uh the the tension factor right so the the shorter things are the quicker more concise the more information you pack into one thing as fast as possible that's going to be that's going to do well every time right right Ryan, great stuff. You're always welcome back on the show. Talk soon. Sure, man. Thanks for having me on. Anytime. There it is. Episode 174 is in the books. Big thanks to Ryan for joining in. You could check his work out on Clutch Points and catch him on Twitter and Instagram at Ryan Ward LA. Also, man, wanted to take this time to thank everyone who listens to Combos Court across the globe. You are all greatly appreciated. Let me know how you feel about this episode right in the comments section of your Apple podcast at rate and review wherever you listen to Combos Court and punch down on that subscribe button if you haven't already. Be on the lookout for episode 175 Combo out.